The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick. More layoffs. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. New applications for unemployment benefits are up, according to this morning's report from the Labor Department. Estimates for initial jobless claims coming in a little bit hotter than expected. We were looking for 680,000 initial claims and actually came in at 719. Continuing claims slightly higher than expected, coming in at 3.794 million. Cheryl Cassoni with Fox Business. President Biden meets with members of his cabinet today to talk about promoting his infrastructure agenda. The first cabinet meeting of the Biden presidency coincides with a major legislative proposal, a $2 trillion infrastructure package introduced. This is Eli Gold, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. President Biden calls his infrastructure plan big and bold. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Republicans say it's too big and goes beyond anything you could call infrastructure. The new initiative, if passed, would give the federal government a bigger role in the economy than it's had in generations, accounting for some 20% or more of annual output. It is a $2 trillion infrastructure package, which, among other things, seeks $115 billion to modernize roads and bridges, $111 billion to replace all lead pipes across the country, and $213 billion for 2 million affordable, sustainable houses. Fox's Kevin Cork. Jurors at former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin's trial have seen police body cam video of George Floyd's arrest and death. It shows the initial police contact with George Floyd, his panic claiming he can't breathe before he was on the ground. And as Floyd thrashed and struggled, the moment Derek Chauvin's knee goes on his neck. The jury heard from Christopher Martin, the Cup Foods employee who notified police that he had received a counterfeit $20 bill. And jurors heard from passerby Charles McMillan, who wept on the stand, triggering a break in the trial. He said he injected himself into the situation, telling a panicked George Floyd to stop fighting. Fox's Mike Tobin. Seven pro-democracy activists are found guilty of organizing an unauthorized protest in Hong Kong. All seven are in their 60s or older. One is a newspaper tycoon. Another is an 82-year-old former lawmaker. We love Hong Kong and we will continue to fight for freedom and democracy. One of those convicted, Lee Chuk Yan, acknowledged he could be facing jail time. It is our better honor to be in jail for walking together with the people of Hong Kong. The activists were convicted over a massive rally two years ago. Since then, China has been clamping down on dissent. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News.
If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash fox. netsuite.com slash fox. New unemployment claims are up 719,000 last week, according to the Labor Department. It's an increase of 61,000. The Labor Department says 18.2 million people were getting some kind of jobless aid in the week that ended March 13th. That's down from 19.7 million the week before that. A couple that's been raising foster children in a home provided by a nonprofit organization in Washington State is now out, evicted so the home can be used for migrant kids who've come across the border. Edmundo Sanchez tells Fox. They say um, they want to maximize their resources, which in terms that I understand is maximize their profits, right? The nonprofit Friends of Youth says it's about helping a larger number of kids, denying it's taking in more money this way. The family says it's had to send three of their four foster children to stay somewhere else and that the fourth teenager ran away. President Biden's special envoy for climate, John Kerry, is heading overseas for climate talks. Kerry's going to visit Abu Dhabi, New Delhi and Bangladesh over the next nine days ahead of a climate summit in Washington next month. The trip comes as the administration plans its multi-trillion dollar infrastructure package that's going to oversee a shift to renewable energy and electric cars. But climate groups say it's simply not enough. Extinction Rebellion, which has held protests around the world, are planning to target UK banks today, claiming the global financial system is killing the planet. Fox's Benjamin Hall. The Buffalo Sabres finally win a hockey game. The record-tying skid is over. Here's Bryson dancing with it. Stephen Fogarty, what a pass! They score! Courtesy of NBC Sports Network, Casey Middlestat finding the back of the net in the second period. Brandon Montour would tack on two in the third as the Buffalo Sabres romp the Philadelphia Flyers 6-1, to ending their winless streak at 18 games. That's the Sabres' first win since February 23rd as Buffalo avoids breaking the NHL record losing streak that they now share with the 2003-2004 Pittsburgh Penguins. That's Matt Napolitano, and I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Great news. Your business is growing fast. The other news? Growing fast has its own issues. Complexity, multiple systems, data and reporting errors, and more. Why do the fastest-growing companies in America use NetSuite by Oracle? Ask David Heath, CEO of Bombas. People love Bombas socks, T-shirts, and underwear. And our one-purchase, one-donated ethos lets us get out millions of much-needed items to America's homeless community. But with fast growth, we were running multiple systems. We threw people and money at every problem. Our solution? NetSuite. Bombas launched NetSuite just before their peak season, resulting in record sales and massive cost savings. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, e-commerce, HR, and more. Everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, our data and reporting are flawless. And now, decisions get executed in real time. Find out how NetSuite can help you grow with confidence with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash give. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash give. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome in to this Thursday edition on the greatest holiday of the year. <laughs> Woke up this morning and told my wife there were going to be gifts downstairs as the baseball fairy had to have come last night because today well today is opening day i was unsure exactly which holiday you were speaking of there but yes opening day is the greatest holiday april fool's day is not but yeah it can be Depending on how well it's executed. Depending on how well it's executed. We, <laughs> yes. Uh, today marks a great day. The best day in all of America of the 365 or 66, depending on your leap year. And if you're watching on Facebook, you can see where our fandom lies. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. This is an Atlanta Brave Stand podcast. And if you don't know what Stan means, it means we support the Atlanta Braves. Matter of fact, this morning, as I am driving in, I decided to stop at the gas station because I needed gas. That's probably a good idea. Wearing my Atlanta Braves garb, I have to go inside. I go inside, pay for my gas and my white chocolate macadamia cookie that cost $1 to help Meals on Wheels. So... I grab my cookie. I'm walking out. Lady next to me says, "Go Braves!" I said, "Hey, go Braves!" Opening day. She said, "Yeah." Some guy said, "Go Cardinals," and I said, "Stop cussing and go home." <laughs> yep, that's that's fair. That's absolutely <laughs> fair. Yep. Go home. Go home. No bias at all. Here. No, no. This is uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> plenty of bias yeah, plenty we won't stop we won't stop you plenty of bias <laughs> i'm okay with it welcome into the show this is a thursday edition which means our friends in franklin county are hanging out with us this morning good morning to you all down in the winchester cowan deckard communities huntland mm-hmm. huntland communities Appreciate you guys joining us. Also in Columbia, as it is a beautiful day outside. It's so beautiful. It's, you can always tell when it's a good day because over my shoulder on Facebook Live, it's just a big bright box. Uh. <laughs> when it's not pretty, you can actually you can see, see outside. outside. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Like you would want it to be the opposite. But it's not, and it is what it is. Very excited, though, for today's show. If you have not seen the website this morning, some big news out of Mount Pleasant on sm-tnsports.com where we have a story about uh, some big news out of Mount Pleasant. So be sure and check that out. You should probably check that out. I mean, it, this this is pretty this is you know, huge. This is huge news. If if you've not seen it, this is this is going to be massive. And a matter of fact, we're going to talk just a tiny bit about it. Um with Chris Pointer in the next segment. So there you go. Oh, well, he's just going to come to the radio station. Chris Pointer will be in the studio. Oh, so he's going to be in the Parks Motor Sales hot, hot seat. seat. Which is okay. 
and, not and, the hot line. And con- and considering our sp- our segment sponsor, that's a little ironic. Um, but hey, <laughs> that's okay. Um, in segment three, we will talk a little bit about today's games and what we expect uh, to to see and where we will be going and that sort of thing. Um, and then in the next hour, this is kind of kind of a big deal. We're going to be talking about opening day a lot. Uh, expect the Atlanta Braves to at least have one segment until October, maybe November, on this show every single day. Um, we will make no bones about that. If you are an Atlanta Braves fan, you're going to love the second hour of this show for a while. And if you're not, you might listen anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, you know, you can yell at us, sir. Doesn't matter. Um, and we'll also talk to Teresa Phillips, who is a uh, former Tennessee State Athletics Director, and uh, she was once on the NCAA Women's Tournament Selection Committee. And last night, not necessarily in preparation for this, uh, because I don't know, it really isn't going to be in preparation, but I watched the Pat XO documentary. I have oh, not wow. seen it to this point. Uh, so I watched that and just really cool stuff. Pat Summit, man, she was something special. Uh, I know you had some dealings with her. <laughs> just a, a bit. Few. Yeah, uh, a, a few. I only covered the Lady Vols for two years. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Um, and some big news in coaching, in the coaching world. Uh, Mo, tell us a couple of, couple of changes uh, in area high school coaching news. Well, a couple of changes have been set up anyway. Um, the changes have not been completed, which seems to they're be They're halfway thing. there. Yeah, well, they're halfway there, yeah. yeah. Um, the ball is rolling. <laughs> or the ball has stopped rolling, maybe. Um, Can I just say that this is kind of creepy? That, that rocking chair rocking with nobody chair in rocking it? rocking on the front porch. Maybe it's the ghost of somebody. No, it it looks like the wind has picked up. I was going to say, if you look around a little bit, the wind's starting to uh, move. Yeah. Of course, uh, Harvey may be paying a visit too. Okay. So. Sorry, I, I just I, I just caught it out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> well, and I was like, why? From, uh, why is this a thing? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you you kind of hit me a little quick with that one, Chris. Sorry. And no, no, that's okay. Um, Page Boys basketball coach Aaron Howard, um. The Patriots in District 11 AAA, along with Summit and Independence. Um, we received word yesterday afternoon that he had resigned after one season. Um, I later received word that resignation may need to be in quotes. Oh, much like East Tennessee State. Yeah, much like Jason Shea, not for the same reasons, obviously. But, yeah, um, Aaron Aaron Howard resigns parentheses question mark close parentheses at Page after one season and I am trying to look up what their record was. They were kind of middle of the pack in that district last year, um, despite having a market size advantage in a lot of their games. Um, Navy signing, hmm? Navy signing. Which one? The. Um, the- one of the big kids. I mean, they had six ten and uh, the ki- six eight. And- the, the kid with the uh, the the Hispanic name, Jaime Hernandez. Yeah, that's yeah, it. that's 
pretty Hispanic. Uh, <laughs> that they, kid, he's they, going to Navy. They finished seventeen and ten, ten and six in the district. Um, finished third in the re- in the district tournament. Lost to Cane Ridge in the Region Six AAA um, quarterfinals. Cane Ridge, which went no, on to the no state championship there, yeah. game, yeah. So yeah, no, no real shame in losing to Brandon Miller and the Ravens, but yeah, I mean they at one point they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They won nine of eleven at one point um, over the second half of the season. They pretty good team. I saw them down at Summertown earlier in the year. Solid, solid ball club. Not sure exactly what happened there. Like I said, um, it was announced as a resignation. I later received word that that may not have been an accurate characterization of the situation. But at any rate, the Page Boys basketball coaching position is open. It's open and... And so is the Hillsboro football coaching position as... Maurice Fitzgerald stepped down. Um, Metro Nashville coaching legend. Won back-to-back state championships over at Pearl Cone with John Henderson at, well, at whatever he wanted to be, basically. Um, One of the funniest things I've ever seen in high school sports was Pearl Cone didn't have a place kicker. So they always went for two. And invariably, it was a jump ball to Henderson in the end zone (laughs) over some – 5'9", 140-pound cornerback. They converted a lot of those. I bet they did. Yeah. Just um, throw it up. Let yeah. it go get it. John Henderson, who went on to start him at UT and with the Jacksonville Jaguars and who is in the Metro Nashville Public Schools Athletics Hall of Fame, as is Coach Fitzgerald. And, um, you know, it's been a tough few seasons for Hillsborough from the standpoint that there's – construction going on on their campus right now i don't think they have actually played a home game in two years right at least and and yet they've still been very competitive uh, very good football teams yeah between the unsettled home field situation between you know the pandemic where they were unable to get the season started until midway through the year this past fall dealt with a lot of adversity over there but you know having a guy who's been through the wars like Coach Fitzgerald has, I'm sure, was um, huge for that program in terms of dealing with a lot of the uncertainty that they were dealing with, and and he will certainly be missed. And it'll be interesting to see what direction they go in to come I just saw you look at your watch. Is that anything that we're going to talk about or not? No, just okay. Justin Lamb oh, getting okay. back with me. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, coaching coaching vacancies galore. Columbia Central still needs a women's basketball coach. Lawrence County needs a men's basketball coach. These two coaching jobs are open. Coaching jobs are open across the state still. Kalioka um, girls basketball is open. Kalioka girls Zion football. Yes, I'm sorry. Zion football. Yes, yeah, Zion football is open. So um we we um it's at it's that time of year, I guess. It's that time of year. All right, let's um let's get ready to take our first break. But before we do that, let's give you the rundown. Here's the rundown. 
In Wednesday baseball action, Lawrence County completed the sweep of Columbia Central with a 4-2 victory there. Lincoln County 7, Shelbyville. Uh, sorry. <laughs> the Lincoln County won. Lincoln County defeated Shelbyville. <laughs> and the Falcons scored seven runs. <laughs> and I'm not responsible for compiling that this information. That was not you. That one was yeah. on me. My bad. Hold oh, on. In, in softball action it on was Wednesday. five. Shelbyville five. Lincoln County defeats Shelbyville seven five. Okay. <laughs> in softball action on Wednesday, Lawrence County with the 11-1 victory over South County rival Loretto. Columbia Academy at the Gulf Coast Classic down in Gulf Shores defeats Rehoboth, Alabama, 1-0, and falls to Hartsell, 8-2. Today's schedule in baseball action at the Chattanooga Central Invitational. Columbia Academy will take on Hickson at 4 o'clock. Summertown hosts Cullioca at 5, Santa Fe hosting McEwen also at 5. At 6 p.m., Hampshire travels to Fairview, Loretto hosting Hardin County, and Eagleville will take on Hubbard, Ohio in the Viking Classic. Section Alabama will visit Shelbyville at 6, and the Warriors Spring Classic in Murfreesboro, Tullahoma will take on Summit. Lewis County travels to Forest at 6. Also at 6, Franklin County will go to Lawrenceburg and face the Wildcats. Cascade plays at Marshall County at 6. At 6.30, Mount Pleasant travels to East Hickman. Centennial hosts Spring Hill in a District 11 AAA matchup. Also, Summit and Independence will play at Indy at 6.30. In softball action, it's Battleground Academy at Zion Christian at 4.30. Summit hosts Brentwood at 5. Cornersville's at Columbia Central at 5. Also at 5, it's Mount Pleasant hosting Cullioca and Frank Hughes hosting Loretto at 5.30. Centennial is at Independence. In soccer action tonight, Cullioca travels to McEwen. It'll be a 5.30 first touch. At 6 o'clock, Columbia Central will play at Spring Hill. Also at 6 o'clock, Lawrence County travels to Giles County and Zion Christian hosts Providence Christian. At 7 o'clock tonight, Summit takes on visiting Franklin. And that is your Thursday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. All right, when we come back, we'll be joined in studio by Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director Chris Pointer. So stay tuned on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. School sports. Here's Mo and Chris. 
Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Happy to be here with you on this Thursday edition of our show, which is always a good time when you're talking about opening day in baseball, when you're talking about high school sports in and around Murray County in Southern Middle Tennessee. And we are excited to be joined this morning in the Parks Motor Sales Hot Seat by Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director, Chris Pointer. In studio, man. Good good morning, man. First first of all, I'm a little disappointed, guys. I mean, y'all didn't tell me we was supposed to have on matching outfits today. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and ain't nobody give me the memo or nothing, no text message. One, we didn't expect you to be in the hot seat. We expected you to be on the hot line. But two, we didn't know what your allegiance Yeah, that's true. Are you a Braves fan? Because well, if you see. if you're not a Braves fan, then you're perfectly well, 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 fine as you are. Yeah. So let me tell you. So so growing <laughs> up, right, you didn't have any choice but to be a Braves fan. So, but I mean, but I love or the Cubs. That was your only choice. You know, Dave Justice. You know what I mean? Go. Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Smoltz, those guys, man. You know, just growing up, Gant. I mean, I loved them growing up. But then as I got older and deeper into the game, right, and all the transitions with the Atlanta Braves and your favorite players kind of leaving. <laughs> The Braves, it kind of hurt, right? So then I picked up, I became a Boston Red Sox fan, and I've kind of, I've kind of held tight to that, and I, and I, and I do love the Dodgers historically, love the Dodgers, Jackie Robinson, and of course Mookie Betts being out there now, but I've always, you know, you know Manny Ramirez, you know Pedro Martinez, um, Big Poppy, those guys. Those Boston days, man, I just loved it. I loved the intensity and the flair in which they played with, and nobody could hit a right-handed home run like Manny. Nobody. And when he hit it, and the way he just finished his swing was like death and a dagger to a pitcher in the heart. And I just loved it. You know, it's interesting. I've always kind of been a – I've always followed, always liked and respected the Red Sox. Not really sure why it is. But – um. So, yeah, I get that, especially with Mookie and with David Price having been there over the yeah, last absolutely. few years. And But but it's tough for me to follow them to L.A. Um, just <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. Because if you're a Braves fan, I, it's tough to be a Dodgers fan. And me and my dad used to go at it. We still do because yeah. he's a Dodgers fan. And, I, and it never really clicked with me exactly why, why he was a Dodgers fan until about 10 years ago and the light bulb went on. And I think I'm a smart guy. And – Clearly, I'm not. But, you know, yeah. my dad was born in 1942. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it yeah. suddenly makes all, so, all sorts of sense once you sense. think it through. But, um, yeah, I've always been a brave and, and, and see, Kershaw and, 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 and then also my catcher from college, A.J. Ellis, played with the Dodgers. And so I had to follow them. You know, I had to kind of keep track of them. And, uh, you know, uh, Clayton did a lot of stuff when I was at the Boys and Girls Club. He – autographed baseballs, you know, we always got bats, you know, just – and so I always had this kind of love sense. for them mm-hmm. on, on top of the historical significance of the sure. Dodgers. So, but, yeah, man, I was a little disappointed, man. I couldn't – you know, I'll rock a Braves pullover, man, any day of the week. Well, you know, I mean, I, I tell you what, if you wear Braves garb in here on any given day, 
you've got a pretty good chance of, of matching, matching at least one of us. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Good deal. All right. All right so all right, all right. just just keep that in mind as, as I got you, you know as we get into the warmer weather and baseball I, season. I got you. I hey, got you. really appreciate we you coming through. We do need to get through. some short sleeves. <laughs> hey, well, I, I have some, but um, it wouldn't have done very well today, I don't think. No. it's Tennessee weather. Yeah. Chris, um, over yes. the week. Oh, that Chris. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Pointer. <laughs> Over the weekend, noticed um, there has been a capital budget request placed with the Murray County Commission by Murray County Public Schools for $85 million to construct a high school on the Battle Creek campus that will be Spring Hill High School. Will it be Battle Creek High School? Because the current Spring Hill High School under this request will be repurposed as an elementary school. Am I, am I understanding all of that accurately? Yes, you are. So, so the current plan as it is put down on paper and conversations is to take the battle Creek property that was always there if necessary to build a high school Mm -hmm. And to take the elementary, the the current high school, Spring Hill High School, and turn it into an elementary school. Okay. And so, um, what they call the school once it gets in location, um, you know, I have no idea what that's going to be. It could be Battle Creek High School. It could be Spring Hill High School. Who knows? But they will, you know, from an athletic standpoint, plan to to uh, modify, make modifications and improvements to the current middle school facility so that it is high school usable so so they would not continue to play where they play at Buford Gladney under those conditions correct correct now there may be some sort of lag maybe like a year or something but the goal and plan is to recreate what currently is happening with the outside facilities Mm -hmm. and place that at Battle Creek now Battle Creek already has a football field but what it will have to get is visitor side bleachers. They'll have to increase the, the size of the home bleachers. They'll put a track in place. Um, the baseball field currently as it stands will need to be modified significantly and be another baseball field. Actually, I think it's in the plans to build there. The softball field is the softball field is fine. And uh, they will, um, you know, just make overall, you know, improvements aesthetically. Mm-hmm. around the campus just so that the flow between the middle and the high school works, you know, maybe a couple of other practice fields so that there's no overlap between when high school is playing and middle still needs to practice. Because that was the next question. So the middle schools and high schools would share the yep. football, baseball, and softball fields. Yes, and, and what they would do is, but they will have practice facilities so that there's no real overlap. And we will, I mean, we won't, I'm not, the, the right term is not spare any expense, but we will... <laughs> <laughs> Put the necessary monies in there, such as irrigation, uh, you know, field maintenance plan, so that the field could be utilized, you know, at that level, at that rate between middle and high. Yeah. I guess I'm just kind of visualizing a middle school baseball game, a JV baseball game, and a varsity baseball game on the same field on the same day. How does that work out logistically? I mean, we've done it in our unit schools, minus the JV piece, you know. So we've done middle school ball, then we turn around and done a high school game. And you throw a JV component in there, eh, you know, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But I will say that it's doable. And, uh, I mean, just going to really come down to planning really is what it's going to come down to to try to make it all really work. But I think, you know, 
with the plan that we do have in place to uh, with the facility maintenance piece. So back in so it was June twenty fourth, I think is the day, two thousand nineteen. The school board elected uh, to vote on a standards plan for Murray County Public Schools District. And if you go to the budget that's currently at Murray County Public Schools, if you go all when you look at the budget, the school board meeting, and you look at the budget piece, and you go all the way down to the bottom, there are two links at the bottom. And so that's those are both the athletic budget proposals that are there. Um, one of them of which the board has requested, which is a 387400 which is the standards piece, which is a facility maintenance budget that tackles all of our outdoor facilities. And then the other one uh, on there is a uh, um, budget for, for tier, a tier budget for stipends for coaches and a uh, allocation allotment uh, for all of our athletic programs across the district. So really looking at allocations of coaches, looking at budgeting of coaches, and you'll see that if you go to the to the budget, you'll see kind of it documented and, and kind of written out of what's being proposed. Um, and so that plan itself will allow for more foot traffic on our facilities because we do have a maintenance plan in place and dollars to be to go along with a lot of things to try to help maintain these facilities. When would this come online? Uh, it, it would it would tie directly into the budget approval process. So when that is or how that is, I have you know it just depends on when the school board says yes or no. And and the hope is the hope is is that. You know, um, you know, you know. Always with budgets, there are cuts. You know, and, and we're we're hoping and we're fighting that 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 a lot that stays with it uh, in the budget and makes it makes it to the end and the final cut and gets approved. I mean, they, right now they are in the midst of is it seven million that they've got to find in the budget somewhere? And that's are, that's the conversation. And yeah. there are seventeen unfilled teaching positions right now in Murray County that may stay unfilled. There are seventeen unfilled teaching positions, and you're cutting seven million from the budget. Yeah, so seven. that's not a. I, and I'm again, I'm not the smartest guy, but it's not enough. <laughs> but it's a start. Um, so hopefully there will be some things that will stick around through the budget process yeah, so we're, that maybe we're, wouldn't have if yeah. there were seventeen full. Teaching positions. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but I mean, if you've got 17 unfilled positions, uh, those are 17 teachers that you're doing without, right? Mm-hmm. And is... Don't you need those 17 teachers? Apparently not. I don't know. If we're, getting <laughs> we're, we're getting out of Chris's. Coach, yeah, to, that's outside hey, of my yeah. lane. We need, to, we need to ask Coach Mike. Coach Mike, can you could you have gotten through without this without seventeen, 17 teachers? teachers? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm one of the seventeen, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a. I mean, it's it's just a lot going. I mean, it's a lot as far as the budget is concerned. I think uh, a lot of decisions have to be made, and you know, my hope is is that. Um, you know, we put together a strong enough proposal athletically, which which I believe is pretty strong with, with justifications and rationales and why. And, uh, you know, we just hope that folks see that the, the true need for uh, the level of investment that we're asking for in athletics and, uh, you know, across the county. I guess the first thing I thought about, though, Chris, when I saw that was all of the money that has gone into – the baseball facility in particular at Spring Hill High School and not all of that, you know, county money, but money that has been put into that facility, um, time, blood, sweat, privately. tears, all that yeah. other thing, privately to yeah. to abandon it. Basically. Well, well, what we would have to do is we would have to give them something 
I mean, almost identical to what they currently have now. I mean, that's just only the right thing to do. So when they when they have to move, we could not move them into something, and then they have to start over with building a field house and start over. You know, we just invested. You know, a bleacher, mm-hmm. uh, bleacher. Okay. They we you know, you know, they just redid their entire infield and outfield so that the slope works right, and put in irrigation and a track, and they got a brand new scoreboard and fencing and. Uh, not you know, not to mention what you just said. All the money and time and energy that has been invested by parents over, you know, Paul Lamb's tenure, who have invested in that program to get it to where it is now, just to kind of leave it and then go to something else and have to start over. Right. And I think one school board in particular mentioned that you know, look, when this change happens, if and when this change happens, that you know, they receive exactly what they have now. So that would be tied into the into the capital budget of building the school to make sure that, you know, baseball specifically, since we're talking about that, has the exact amenities that they currently have. Yeah. I can tell you the people who line the football field will certainly be happy to have a different field to line playing surface to line. (laughs) Nick Nick Deschamps uh, will tell you that lining that field for football and soccer is a challenge, a challenge at best. I mean, and 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 the and the, the huge challenge with the facilities athletically um, at Springfield High School. And one of these days, if y'all are just bored and y'all want to do a uh, segment out at Springfield High School in the middle of the rain, but all the water from Springfield High School mm-hmm. dumps to Every the back up. of the of the school, <clears throat> which means that softball field is in the way. The next thing that's in the way is the football field because it hits the softball field, and it like if you're facing the baseball field, mm-hmm. it takes a strong left, right. To the to the Spring Hill football field, and then it starts heading towards the baseball field, and then the rest of it kind of winds up in the practice field and where rugby practices and soccer practices and football practices. So the water issues are there altogether. I mean, I think we did a price quote for uh, Spring Hill High School football to just improve the drainage, you know, put drainage all around the field and get it sloped right, help with the water, move some water. We're talking about like a fifty thousand dollar project. Mm. And, and again, Just as bleachers at Battle Creek, as as Murray County Public Schools, you know that's you know in my humble opinion, you know that's no different than when a door falls off the hinge inside the school building, or you know the lights go out in the school, or the floor needs to be stripped and waxed, or you know something breaks down like an HVAC unit in a school is no different than you know kind of flooding issues on a field, or fence that is down, or scoreboard doesn't work, or you know, patchy grass that needs to be redone. Kalioka, you know, high school baseball just spent 10000 on the infield. Like, right, that money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, you know, I think that as the district, as the countywide AD, that's our responsibility. And I take take that very personal that, you know, these types of monies are having to be spent on facilities. It's having to come on the backs of parents, the kids, the coaches, to try to make this happen just so that, these folks have something quality and something to be proud of to play on. And so I think that's being understood. I think uh, Mr. Hickman understands that. I think, uh, you know, Mr. Eric Perriman, who's over operations, he understands that. I think we have a school board that understands that. And and hopefully that understanding will still be a priority as we get into budget time and uh, it remains intact and remains in place and we can get these facilities up to the the standard that it needs to be. When you talk about Spring Hill and Columbia Central, respectfully, that are playing in – the, you know, the Williamson counties, they're playing the Rutherford counties at times. You know, it's very difficult outside of Mark Pickles' baseball field and what Paul Lamb has done. There's zero comparison. It's night and day between our facilities and theirs. 
and what they have and the amenities. And, and it's, you know, uh, it's disappointing, you know, because when you're, when you're com- as competitive as I am, right? <laughs> and I hate losing more than I love winning. So that, that ought to tell you something. And, uh, you know, you know, we, we want our kids to have, you know, comparable facilities and amenities as well. And, we can provide that, and they've earned that. And I, I don't believe in saying we should give it to them for the sake of giving it to them, but they've earned it because guess what? For the entirety of Murray County Public Schools' existence, it's fell on the responsibilities of parents and coaches and kids. And at some point, we got to say, hey, wait a minute, we own those properties as Murray County Public Schools. And they've earned the right by paying their dues and putting into that to, to have us now begin to start taking care of them. In the Parks Motor Sales hot seat, we have Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director Chris Pointer spending some time with us here in studio. Really appreciate you taking the time. Chris, um, Mr. Pointer, that $85 million capital request, um, if I got it right again, $15 million of that is to go to the uh, refurbishment of the current Spring Hill High School mm-hmm. as an elementary school. Some of that is also to go for a new gym at Santa Fe Unit School. Is that yeah. correct? That's correct, yeah. So right now in our unit schools, um, Hampshire only has one gym, but Cullioca actually has two gyms. A lot of people don't know that. Cullioca actually I has I didn't two. know that. Yeah, it's in the back far corner. Cullioca is like a huge school. If you ever just want to tour it and walk around, you would be like, man, I didn't realize it was this big. Cullioca actually has two gyms, and Santa Fe, you know, only has one gym. And the challenge in our unit schools with only having one gym is that you got, especially on the inside, you got four sports, especially during basketball season, who have to utilize that gym. It makes it very difficult. It makes it challenging. And when you talk about trying to this this acclimation period of trying to get, you know, during spring sports getting ready, you have also the hurdle of trying to get into the gym to throw to get loose, to get warm because the weather's not great. But when you got middle school basketball, boys and girls, high school basketball, boys and girls, you got games and or you have practices, you kind of left out there just waiting to the right before the season starts to try to do something. And so for, for years now, we've just been talking about getting them a, a, an auxiliary gym, which will, help with, which will help with that significantly with just basically giving them you know, more space, more opportunities to practice. Folks aren't coming back at 7 o'clock at night to practice. And then because they're coming back so late, they're not able to practice, you know, two hours, two and a half, you know, hey, hour and a half, get in, get out. And, you know, you have a lot of folks that drive into Santa Fe, you know, from outlying areas. So they're having to come all the way in, wait around till practice is over with, take kids home. And, you know, it's a rural area, so it ain't like it's well lit uh, <laughs> trying to get to Santa Fe. So, so, you're, so we're not talking about a new competition gym. Gotcha. Yeah, we're just talking about an auxiliary gym. Yeah. Now, and it may be something that transitions into that. I don't know. It's going to, I mean, obviously it comes down to, you know, how the money is going to work with the building of the facility. And, and it could very well be that, you know, hey, they get to looking at it and the size and the scope and they say, hey, we can actually turn this into our main gym and the current main gym becomes the auxiliary gym. I don't know. I just know that another gym auxiliary-wise is, is the plan. But you never know when you get into the plans and sure. cost savings and opportunities that present themselves. As you talk about how the money flows, obviously this is a request sure. from the Murray County Commission. What's your level of confidence that that's going to be met positively by the commission? Uh, good question. 
I, I don't know. Um, and there's 22 people got to make a decision at the end of the day on whether or not they want to approve this. And uh, there's 22 different opinions. You know, my hope is that they see the value in the capital request. I think there's still some unanswered questions and questions that will have to be asked um, and decisions that are going to have to be made by our, our school board who will then present it to the county commission as to priority, prioritizing and determining, you know, what kind of go floats to the top of the list. And obviously those are conversations that I'm actually just kind of sitting in the audience like everybody else watching kind of unfold. We do have some capital money. That's, we do have some athletic capital money that's built into that. But, you know, you know, obviously it's going to really come down to what's the priority and what's, you know, of importance and what everyone feels comfortable with that the county commission is going to say, now you hit the right number. We like that. Let's move forward. Uh, but I do know uh, in the presentations that have been given, you know, we kind of got like a six-year facilities plan of some sort or six-year priorities, five- to six-year priority plan, and I may be saying this somewhat wrong, but basically the, the explanation that was given from leadership in Murray County Public Schools is that this, you know, $80 million ask knocks off significantly uh, five out of the six things that are a top priority for Murray County Public Schools which I thought was pretty fascinating. You know, obviously one of them being a new high school, getting a new elementary school on the, on the, uh, the north side of town. By adding that, eventually you can move fifth graders back into elementary schools. You get an auxiliary gym at Santa Fe, um, and you actually tackle the bleacher issues and facility issues, you know, regarding Spring Hill High School with football, with softball, and, of course, you know, baseball kind of takes the blunt end of it as well. Once they, and, oh, and Mount Pleasant Elementary School is in the mix on that as well. And so you get a, a an elementary school improvement with this money. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think they're all working it. They're they're working diligently every day to try to, to put together the very best plan. I, I don't really have a crystal ball on that because you never know. You could walk into the county commission. They'd be like, woo click their heels and say, yeah. And they can come in and be like, <laughs> you only got $100,000, buddy. Here you go. Make it work. And so we don't know what's going to happen. So uh, all we just do is just continue to put together a good plan and leadership will do that and present it and see where it goes from there. All right, Chris Pointer, Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director in the Parks Motor Sales Hot Seat. Thanks for joining us today, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man, it. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some high school games that are today and uh, a couple of games from last night. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Coach Mike in the house. Oh, man. 
44 shares on that story on sm-tnsports.com. If you've not seen it, you need to see it. Big news. A lot of a lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks making, showing that it's a uh, it's it's a big deal. You know, a lot of folks are excited about it. Well, as well they should be. <laughs> and some of them are excited and well, didn't read the article. Uh, <laughs> when you see the article, click on it. It's worth it. I I tried to be you know I try I tried to find some humor in there. Some humor in there. But uh, anyway, you 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 got some of the humor. You, you did not get as much of humor as you could have. Yeah, I did not. You left some right. humor on the table. Well, there, yeah, uh, at least for the, if you know, you know, folks. Mm. Um, <laughs> Hashtag IYKYK. Exactly. <laughs> Segment three on Thursday. This week is brought to you by our friends at Zion Christian Academy. A Private Christian school right here in Murray County, available to you and your family. They would love to show you around their campus. Visit them at zioneagles.org or give them a call, 931-388-5731. That's 931-388-5731, zioneagles.org. Take a tour today. Now, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the fact that Columbia Central and Lawrence County played baseball yesterday. Somehow, some way. They must have some really good – speaking of drainage uh, and field drain, Lawrence County must have something special down there. Well, you know, they, they have a facility down there where they have played the um, Babe Ruth World Series mm-hmm. on more than one occasion. So um, they, they do have a, a pretty special – pretty impressive setup down there and so you know full disclosure i went home yesterday afternoon and i took about a four hour nap so oh yours was four hours i only got three and a half i'm sorry (laughs) but did it rain yesterday i mean yesterday afternoon oh yeah oh okay 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 um well in nashville it did yeah, maybe it did um, in Lawrenceburg. And that's possible. Yeah, I mean, I just thought there's no way they'll play today because it rained all last night and then all day today. And If you're not, if you're listening to us on Facebook, be happy because uh, you're still getting us. Um, oh, because we're not we are, on the radio? We are effort, efforting to get back onto, um, back onto the radio down in – Winchester and here, uh, on WKOM. But hey, Facebook. Matter of fact, let's just go to it. Mike Sanders said, "Good morning. It's a great day for baseball. It's a great day for a baseball game. Let's play two. All right, Ernie. Um, Kim. Good morning. Dan. Janes. Good morning. ATO Sports. <laughs> good morning. AKA Chuck." Charles Eugene. Charles Eugene. Yep. Just okay. like Christopher Eugene. There we go. Okay. That's uh, So I mean, is Eugene a family name then? Eugene is a family name. It's my great granddad's name, which also huge Braves fan, probably the reason for my fandom more than anything else. So isn't that something? Technology. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful thing when it works. When it works. Yeah, um, I, I'm not even sure we're on Facebook at this point because I don't think we have internet. Yeah, we're still on. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not. I think it's uh, so we're on the uh, AT and T on Facebook. This is Spectrum, and I think Spectrum is giving us some trouble, which is not raining, so I don't know. Uh, trust me, Spectrum has given us some trouble. There's no think about it. Well, here's the good thing is mm-hmm. I can still see. So let's go ahead and talk about it because we can use this okay. on the podcast. Mm, yeah. Um, it was Columbia Central got an early one nothing lead in the top of the first. Lawrence County answered with a couple. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I think Mark Pickle – Knew he would be putting a young team on the field this year and mm-hmm. and probably in his heart of hearts knew that this season would be particularly challenging. I know they started four freshmen in their season opener against Franklin County, which was a district game. And, you know, with no preseason, as, as we, we continue to talk about that, and it's not an excuse because everybody has had to deal with it, but it is a factor, particularly when you are breaking in a young team. So, yeah, I think that's the big key, is that it, it does affect some teams more than it affects others. Yeah. I mean, if you have, I mean, if you had eight kids that played as sophomores back in 2019 – that are still with you, then then that's a different situation than when you're rolling out there with a bunch of kids who were in seventh grade in 2019. So exactly. Uh, Taven Barner got the loss, uh, but he went six innings and only allowed five hits and four runs. Uh, I give you a chance. So he, yeah, he gave you a chance. They just uh, they just couldn't put couldn't put the ball. Um, couldn't get a, a runners across the plate. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. They, they had eight hits in the game. Out hit Lawrence County. Matter of fact, and Lawrence County even had a couple of a uh, couple of errors. So I mean, that just goes to show that it you know sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way, and you know timely hits are important, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. And and I kind of feel like it's going to be that type of year. Across District Eight AAA, I, I think that everybody's going to be competitive, and it's just going to be a matter of catching that break or not being able to take advantage of that break, depending on what your situation is as to how things go. Still not. Uh, we are back on. Are we back on KOM? We are back on KOM. Hey. Still, still efforting to get to the. Uh, the stream so that our friends in Franklin County can hear us, but welcome back WKOM listeners. Yay. Uh, we'll be, um, we'll be right back on Southern middle Tennessee sports today. And we'll talk college hoops. Got a big announcement uh, in the last segment. Phones are going off and watches and everything else. So big news out of the NCAA. And uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk NCAA hoops in the next segment. We also got Teresa Phillips in the next hour. And of course we'll talk to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, All that coming up in hour number two. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. 